What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They prepare for week 18 against the Baltimore Ravens and hopefully keep this season alive under Mason Rudolph. But hey, uh, nothing comes, no changes are made without a little bit of drama. And the Pittsburgh Steelers had uh, some rumors floating around that we got to dive into regarding their quarterback situation. Meanwhile, a college football quarterback that my man Steven has been on for a long time may be making his way up the draft boards. And at this point, it's time to have the conversation should the Pittsburgh Steelers consider this guy in the NFL draft. On top of that, when it comes to Week 18 against the Baltimore Ravens, there is a very concerning referee crew that is about to officiate the Pittsburgh Steelers' playoff-deciding matchup on Saturday. And uh, the final question, the biggest question when it comes to the Steelers-Ravens matchup, is Lamar Jackson going to play? We have some thoughts, some beliefs, and uh, maybe a little bit of insight. We'll dive into that plus more. It is a cold but beautiful day here in the Berg. At this point, it's always cold. Where we've we've surpassed eh, this is warm, but it's not cold. It is always cold. Still a beautiful day in the Berg. How are you feeling, my friend? I feel good. Yeah, I feel. Uh, you know, I'm I'm grateful. Honestly, the Steelers for as much as they have struggled this year, they are never boring, and they yeah. will always give you something to talk about. So I I really appreciate them for for keeping us engaged this entire season. No doubt. This is uh, somebody said it to me very early in the season. They were like, "I've covered a lot of teams. I've never covered a team this dramatic." I agree. I, I mean the 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 constant cycle of something is always there. I will say when it comes to this one. In my opinion, a little bit nonsense. We're going to dive into this in a second, but you do have to shout out a good team that always has some good headlines, always keep people engaged. And when it comes to their play on the field, taking it right down to the wire, making this last week as exciting as humanly possible for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we got to dive into the the drama, the controversy, the rumors that I think both of us kind of agree a little BS at this time of the year. Rumors started to circulate after the Pittsburgh Steelers win over the Seattle Seahawks that not only is Kenny Pickett upset about losing his starting job, but also told Mike Tomlin that he was not going to address at all. If he was not the team starter, he came back and said, no, none of that is true, but rumors are flying. People who started those reports don't want to call the reports rumors, but you know, take it as you will walk that line as you want to those who claim the reports they're standing by their words. Kenny Pickett standing by his. Before we dive into it, this is what Kenny Pickett had to say about the matter, the rumors, the reports flying around about him not wanting to dress for the Pittsburgh Steelers if he was not the starter in Week 17. This answers a lot of things before it gets started. I saw reports out there that I feel like we're attacking, you know, my character and how I am as a person, not even getting into a player standpoint of it. Um, there was no talk of me being a backup quarterback this week in terms of being a two. Um, if I was healthy enough to play and the trainers and coaches felt like I would look good enough to play, I was going to start and play. Um, if they believed that I was not, which they believed I was not, I was not going to dress and suit up for the game. Um, so whoever reported that, I don't know where it started. Um, it's kind of crazy what people will write and put out there um, to try to you know, prove their point or help their standpoint or their careers and, and what you guys do. Um, but, you know, disappointing to see that um, without any proof 
or basis of it. So this week I'm now the two. They feel good four weeks out of the surgery uh, for me to dress and be the two. So I will be the two and do what I have to do to be ready to go for Baltimore. So if there's any other questions about that, um, I feel like I answered it pretty good there. Is there anything else? Is there any Baltimore questions that we get on the Baltimore? So you hear that. You hear Kenny Pickett. You go back to the rumors saying that he was not going to dress. He, he apparently was in a meeting with Mike Tomlin. Things got heated. He was like, nope, I'm done. This is ridiculous. Now he's ready in week 18 to be the backup. I mean, you hear this. You hear Mike Tomlin talk. You hear Ken. I mean, people were going down to, to the, little, the little quote that he made about how he addressed, oh, Kenny Pickett will talk about this. And then when it was Mitch getting benched, it was Mitch has handled this as a professional. People are pointing that out. I think we're being a little bit too particular in this matter. You hear everything over the last 24 hours. What are your thoughts on the Kenny Pickett? Uh, I guess we could call it drama. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just what it is. It's it's drama. Like you said, it's a little bit of nonsense, it feels like. I mean, this is a team that is entering the last week of the regular season and going to play their biggest game of the year. And yeah. this is what we're talking about. A guy who hasn't stepped on the field in four weeks and probably won't step on the field for another week after this. And if they make it to the playoffs, he is likely not going to be a part of that picture either. Um, but I don't know. We're just, for some reason, we are enthralled with everything that Kenny Pickett does and says. Um, yes. And whether you agree with the report, or whether you believe the reports or not, whether you think they're real, uh, they don't really matter. Like they don't, they don't affect anything materially, at least for this season. I, I guess you can point out maybe it, it's, you know, if they're true, and I don't know how much I believe that they're true. That it's a concern for for next season, but that's next season, man. Like I, I just yes. don't, I just don't understand why we're so focused on. A guy who's been hurt has sat out for the past four weeks and wasn't going to start anyway. Why he is the center of attention for this team that is playing their biggest game of the year? That just seems wrong. It seems like the priorities are a little are a little mixed up when we're talking about this over, you know, an actual game, an actual big game. You know, yeah. And I feel like somebody somewhere ran with it. You know, I kind of feel like in my head, at least, when all this started coming out, I was like, yeah, like, what do you think he was going to do? Just be like, oh, okay, you know. Sounds good. Glad that I lost my job over an ankle injury. I was just starting quarterback all season long, all off season long. This guy was your number three. Cool. Whatever. Like, I didn't expect it to be smooth. I didn't expect Mike Tomlin to sit Kenny Pickett down and be like, hey, pal, you know, we're going to bench you. And then be like, ah, oh, man, that's awesome. Thanks. Shucks. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't expect any of that. I think, I think somewhere along the way, it was the snowball effect and it turned into Kenny Pickett probably wasn't super happy about the decision to Kenny Pickett said he, there was no way he was dressing whatsoever. I will point out a couple of things here because a couple of things have been pointed out to me that I, I do think, you know, when you're just laying out all the facts, they are interesting that Kenny says that he was not cleared or that he was cleared on. No, he was not cleared until Saturday, something like that, but he was questionable on Thursday. So somewhere along that those lines. Uh, second, he says that if he was healthy, he was going to start. Uh, Mike Tomlin announced, even though he was questionable, that Mason Rudolph was going to start. So I feel like there's some uh, inconsistencies in everything that's going on. And that's why I kind of believe that like it probably wasn't as cut and dry as one side or the other side wants to make it. I think the bigger picture here is just like you said, this is week 18. This is the Baltimore Ravens. This is do or die. This is the playoffs. Mason Rudolph is our starting is the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the only thing people want to talk about right now is whether or not Kenny Pickett 
said he was going to dress as the number three quarterback against the Seattle Seahawks and be inactive unless both Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky got hurt, then he could enter a game. I think that is just like how we got here. There's been a lot of drama for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season, a lot of nonsense. I think a lot of the nonsense was, you know, like warranted to be talked about, especially at length in some of them. This one, it was like, it almost hurt me to put it down. Like when we were talking about today's show, I was like, we have to talk about Kenny Pickett, right. but like nobody wants to talk about Kenny Pickett because this is this is ridiculous. To to add to this, to kind of move this forward, Kenny remains the quarterback one for the Pittsburgh Steelers on their depth chart as of week 18. That did not change. Do you think that Mike Tomlin's words, Kenny Pickett's words, the whole everything that's happening here, you think that uh you think that the Steelers starting to move away from the strong solidified belief that Kenny is the dude in the future. You still hold strong to what we talked about on Monday, which is this is still Kenny's team. Nothing's going to change. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you can't ignore the fact that Kenny did kind of get benched. I mean, look, like he's, he was somewhat healthy, you know, at least. And he is, he is working his way back and he is going to be healthy this week and he is still not the starter. Yep. So I think that alone raises questions sounds a little harsh but it does it raises questions about just how much they they I, w- I don't want to say believe but yeah I guess it is believe you know like in in Kenny Pickett as their long-term starter so I don't think this is really anything new I mean as soon as you saw Mason Rudolph kind of continue to play the way that he did uh when you saw just kind of what he did with this offense compared to what Kenny was able to do with this offense I think that was a natural conclusion to draw so I guess that's my kind of thing is is I, I felt like uh, the reaction to what Mike Tomlin said on Monday, or, yes. Uh, Monday, yes, and then uh, yeah. what Kenny Pickett said on Tuesday uh, was just, you know, we didn't. I, I felt like we didn't learn anything new. You know, I felt like we didn't. We didn't, I didn't take any new lessons away. I think that was always kind of the state of the quarterback situation was that it was a little precarious for Kenny, and that's why, you know, they were so willing to go to Mason in the in the in the first place at all. And then as he plays better, uh, as he shows what he can do with this, with this same offense, then uh, I think that's what, I think that's what kind of sparks the, the belief that, that they might uh, not be souring on Kenny, but just not as, as Lee said, not as, uh, not as firmly in on him as the future of this franchise as they might've been, which is understandable. I mean, I think, I think it's perfectly reasonable and it doesn't, you know, disqualify Kenny as the quarterback of the future, but, Questions have to be asked right now. Yeah, I think the whole belief or, I don't know, like the the strong belief that we had that this was Kenny Pickett's job. Like, I mean, I was talking about it on Monday. My, my philosophy on Monday was like, it doesn't matter. Or maybe last week, I don't remember when we talked about it, was it doesn't matter what you do with quarterback because Kenny's your quarterback of the future. He's got to lose it. I don't know if I stand on that as strongly today as I did just because it kind of sounds like the Pittsburgh Steelers are they're open to winning and they understand that maybe Kenny Pickett wasn't their best bet to win right now. What does that mean for the future? Like, there's no way you give up on Kenny Pickett. There's no, like, there's right. no chance you trade him in the off season unless Justin Fields comes in and you're trying to, you know, sort some draft picks out, which ESPN's Jeremy Fowler said, Chicago's looking for a second or third, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, I'd give up, I'd give up my second, my third and Kenny Pickett and say, here you go, pal, have, you know, have a great time. We'll take Justin Fields off your hands. No worries there. Unless like something like that happens, whoever comes in here, whether it's Mason Rudolph, whether it's Kenny Pickett, whether it's whoever, 
you are open to a competition and a real competition without anybody kind of holding an upper hand. Whereas, and I think a couple of days ago it was Kenny Pickett's still going to be the guy, but you know, we, 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 he's, he's going to hold a pretty strong upper hand. I think that Mason changed everything. You know, that's what I got from Monday was you could say whatever you want about all the rumors and the nonsense and the drama flying around. I think Mason's performance on Sunday ran Mike Tomlin out of options when it came to the injury thing. Before that, it was Kenny Pickett's hurt, and he was inactive, and you could walk into Monday if Mason Rudolph stinks and say, well, Kenny Pickett is good to go, and we're expecting him to be back, and he's going to be the starting quarterback when he returns from injury. But Mason balled out, and you're like, okay, well, we can't keep Kenny on the sideline forever. Like, you know, we can't just be like, well, this ankle injury that was supposed to be three weeks is actually four months, and they'll be back for OTAs. You ran out of time, and now you're just like, okay, well, we tried as hard as we could to save face. We ran out of time to save face, and here it is. This is We just have to face the reality. I don't think it's a big deal, but I think everybody trying to, like, stir it into, oh, well, they shut it down. You know, this is – Kenny Pickett got, got pissed, and he was like, there's no chance. I genuinely think Mike Tomlin had a plan to try and save some face, and I agree with his plan to save face. I think that's the right way to go about it, and he just ran out of time, plain and simple. Yeah, yeah, he definitely wasn't trying to, you know, this is like a little bit of an embarrassing moment for Kenny. Like, it's not something exactly. he probably enjoys to, and I don't think Mike Tomlin wanted to exasperate those feelings and make him feel even worse about, about losing the starting job. So I understand that as well. And I just, I think there's an eagerness right now to cement someone as a starting quarterback moving forward or, yes. you know, or to, to, we're trying to like speed run to, okay, is Kenny a bust or not? And I don't know. We're just not. We're just not at the point where I think we can draw conclusions about that just yet. Um, no, it's way too early. Right. So I, I just. I think that's the part I don't understand about it is combined with the fact that there's a big game to play this weekend. Why we're so eager to draw to say something final about Kenny Pickett's career when we're you know 24 games into it, 25 games into it, or something like that. Um, yep. I just think that's a little, little weird, a little premature, and I, I think that's what. What I dislike about this conversation the most. Yeah, I agree. Moving to the other side of this is your boy Michael Penix and what the Pittsburgh Steelers do next at quarterback and their options because we could agree. We both agree. It, it's going to be a competition either way. No matter if it's Kenny Pickett versus Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett versus whoever, Russell Wilson is not coming to Pittsburgh, so remove that name from your mind immediately. But whoever comes in here will be a competition with Kenny Pickett. A name that has emerged that I think every team in the NFL is going to look at right now and be like, all right, well, if he plays well on Monday, maybe we just go draft Michael Penix. That's Michael Penix. The dude was a monster in the college football playoff. Uh, it was the Orange Bowl, right? That's the Sugar, uh, Bowl. Sugar Bowl, the Sugar Bowl against Texas, a 37-31 win. If you did not stay up until like 2 in the morning to watch that game, go watch it back because it was nuts. He finished the game 29-38, 430 yards, two touchdowns, and 188 Point seven passer rating. Absolutely nuts. This guy was throwing balls on a dime in traffic, almost getting hit. It was it was crazy. It was the craziest college football quarterback performance I have seen all season. I would put I would put anything on that. I mean, the Steelers need a quarterback. They're gonna be looking at quarterbacks. Michael Penix is not a dude that's going early in the draft. Even if even if he does work his way up, there's a, there's a ceiling to how high he could climb just because of the quarterbacks in this draft and his age compared to their age and everything that they're going to bring up in, in the process of this. 
I mean, the Steelers are going to sit there in the early to maybe mid-20s. You thinking about Michael Penix? Are you seriously thinking about Michael Penix at this point? Well, I think it's weird because right now, so I looked at Tankathon before I came on here, and they have him not going until like pick 43 or something. To I the... think they, I remember us talking about that last time though, and it was the same thing. Like they had him much later than everybody anticipated. Right. And this is a guy, so especially if he plays well on Monday, if he, he's even remotely good on Monday, he's only going to get better in kind of the the off-season workouts, like when he's just throwing in shorts, he's going to be able to sling a football oh. like 60 yards, and it's going to be the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Uh, so I, I don't expect him to fall at all. Like anything no. negative that you know about Michael Penix, you already know about it. You, you already know about it now. Like not a particularly great athlete, although I thought he moved around and manipulated the pocket incredibly well yep. against Texas. Um, he's also a little older. He's... 23 years old. He's going to be 24, I think, by draft time. Um, that's pretty old, but I think you worry about that less with a quarterback as compared to, like, you know, running back or receiver or anything. Um, yeah. The weird, he's like, he's the sixth quarterback on this, on these kind of, I feel like uh, on Tankathon, at least they have him ranked as the sixth quarterback. Like, behind guys like Bo Nix and JJ McCarthy, I'm, I, I don't really see that at all. I, I, if I'm the, so, to kind of bring this full circle, if I'm the Steelers, I absolutely consider it. I'm just a little worried about the positioning because are you going to draft another first round quarterback? Like, is that that might be where Michael Penix ends up? I I like could absolutely see him climbing up into the first round, late twenties, like early thirties. Like, that's entirely possible. So I don't. I I just I don't think the Steelers should take him with a first round pick, even if they're in. You know what? Uh, if they if they get what the seventh seed they'd be like the 20 first or 20 second something right like there yeah yeah and so i that seems like a little bit of a reach i think everyone should drive michael Penix if you have the chance to but (laughs) this that might be a little bit high especially considering they've got a lot a lot of other needs that i think can be a little bit more pressing and and the but the flip side of that is man like i i kind of believe michael Penix can can change a franchise so i i i'm not really sure quite honestly let me ask this: Are the how if the Pittsburgh Steelers had a quarterback right now, a really, really good quarterback? What's your outlook on them in Week 18? Where do you think they are? How far do you think they go? Like a right really now. good quarterback? Yeah, yeah. They oh, had. If a, you if, just threw a, if you like threw a, I don't know, a Michael if Penix. Threw, if you threw a Michael I, Penix in on this football team today, where do they sit currently? How far do they go? Well, they have at least. Mm, I want to say two more wins, right? Like they don't lose that brown. Uh, like, oh, oh, if you're, if right now, like we're not assuming that he's he's been on the team for the entire season, right? No, no, no. He was on the team. He was their starting quarterback oh, in 2023. Yes. Michael Penix Jr. Where are they sitting currently in in week 18? Oh well, I mean they win at least like two more games, right? Like they have a playoff spot, like for the most part, pretty locked up. Like they're just playing for seeding at this point. I would have to imagine like they don't lose that Browns game. I kind of doubt they lose that that Jaguars game just because of how they, I don't know how they played defense in that game. I thought was pretty good. Um, yeah, and there are other what no other chance kinda, they lose to Arizona oh, or New England. Yeah, yeah, not a chance, not a chance. So they have that's like at least three wins, three extra wins, maybe four. Um, and these guys are sitting pretty with a with a playoff with a playoff berth already in hand going into Week 18. So competing for the AFC, competing for the top seed in the AFC. How far how far do they go? They're a Super Bowl I mean, contender. They're not like the biggest Super Bowl contender, but right. But in a wide open league, like you're, 
they're much better place than they are right now. Right now, you're yeah. talking about oh, who could you beat if you make into the if you beat if you make the postseason? Who are your best options to avoid just the scariest teams? You get a good quarterback on this team. The conversation is, which ones of these scariest teams can you beat before you you maybe run out of gas? Right. I'm just saying, you know, people bring that up all the time. Well, the Steelers have they need a corner and they need a left tackle and they they need a wide receiver and they need a safety and they need an inside linebacker. And I agree 100%. You got to get all those things. If the Pittsburgh Steelers today with Miles Jack, Eric Rowe, Michael Walker slash Mark Robinson slash Blake Martinez slash Levi Wallace slash James Pierre slash Trenton Thompson, you know, playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, they're like a 12-win team. That's that's like that's what a quarterback does for a franchise and I just think I think to a degree like you just uh, I, I look at I'm not a proponent of go get a quarterback in the first round I'm not going to sit here and like pound the drum and say this is what the Steelers should do I just think that there is an argument to make to have the thought that they should draft a quarterback in the first round I'm just you know you could get a lot of those positions in the second round and the third round and you know nobody's drafting an inside linebacker in the first two rounds of an NFL draft it's just not happening you're not even thinking about it. And if the Pittsburgh Steelers could get Miles Jack and Cole Holcomb and Alandon Roberts back, you're not thinking about it at all. You're, like, you're not even right. considering it. You go get a corner somewhere. I'm just, I just, you know, you're not giving up on Dan Moore. Dan Moore is walking in as your starting left tackle most likely next season unless, like, somebody crazy falls. You need a center, but you get a center in a second round. I just solved a lot of problems there. Right, you did. I, I can't believe we thought it was ever that difficult. You, could, you should just step in as GM and we can, we can fix this right away. Somebody call Khan and say, hey, look, at Andy Wilde's got to go. Noah Strackbine, he's going to be the guy that sits in the back row of the press box moving forward. That's that's who it is. I'm just, I, right. look, at. I just think that there's, and I agree with you and I agree with everybody else who makes the argument that you should draft other places, people and go other positions. I'm just saying that there's an argument to be made that that a quarterback who changes a franchise is sometimes all you need, especially in a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, like especially yeah. in a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. This team is one with nothing and you give them something crazy. They could they could do a lot with it. That's just especially a cheap option. You know, you get Michael Penix on this team and then you spend the next two years putting the rest of the pieces together. You just got Michael Penix two years of of evolution, probably making the playoffs, probably competing for a Super Bowl. And then you put the rest of the pieces together. I think it's, you know, I'm still right now, if we, if you would ask me who, if you could go into the offseason and pick any quarterback to come play for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year, my option is Justin Fields. But, you know, maybe Mason Rudolph's up there too. Michael Penix might be like a sound 2A, two, two 2B two maybe. You know, mm. but he's he's much higher on that list than he was four days ago, three days ago. Right. Zero chances. So maybe you might get lucky. You might get, would you rather... Would you rather let, let's ask this question? This is a good one. Fans won't care about this, but you will. Would you rather cover Michael Penix as a journalist or root for Michael Penix while the Patriots stink for the next five years? Oh, well, I mean, if he's on the Patriots, they're not going to stink. So that's let's let's get that <laughs> out of the way. But um, yeah, no, they'll be much better. No, I'd I'd much rather just kind of watch Michael. I'd rather be able to like root for him blindly and just and support. That's I <laughs> not would, know I would anything about him. Right. Yeah. I would I would rather not have to be objective about Michael Penix because there is always the chance that he might stink, and I don't. I, I that would that would pain me. It would pain me personally. 
That's true. That is true. That's always the tough part about being there and getting to talk to people and being like, oh, man, I like you a lot more. I like you a lot, but you stink right now. Yeah, Yeah, you're not good. good. You're not good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. I'm going to make the argument. I'm going to start it right now, but we'll focus on week 18. And Mason Rudolph could could change my mind this week. You know, I could be a big bring Mason Rudolph back. What are you even thinking about? He's just starting quarterback for cheap in 2024. All right, let's talk about the game on Saturday. The Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, they got hit with a with a rough one here. The Baltimore Ravens, you know, we'll talk about whether or not Lamar's going to play or not. The bigger issue, I think the more pressing, concerning issue for Pittsburgh Steelers fans and the Pittsburgh Steelers as a whole right now is that uh, the guy who screwed the Lions out of the top seed in the NFC is about to referee the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff deciding game against the Baltimore Ravens. That is Brad Allen and his crew who, uh, if you didn't watch the Detroit Lions game decided that a guy who reported eligible was not eligible and ruined a win over the Dallas Cowboys in week 17 that exploded. He's been removed from the playoffs, I guess him and his crew have been removed from the playoffs that did not stop the NFL from saying, well, you're, you're going to go officiate a playoff deciding game in Baltimore with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, this happens. Everybody had thoughts. What were yours? When the news dropped. Yeah, I think you just it's kind of a tired argument now, but just like the lack of accountability, I guess, from from yes. NFL refs just doesn't give you any confidence that like a mistake like this won't happen again, like in another big spot. Um and there's no way to kind of hide a ref like this, you know, like every game is important now. Like as you get kind of down to this this point in the season, especially given all the teams that are still in contention for the playoffs, like there was nowhere to hide, hide Brad Allen, but they still gave him one of, if not the most important games of the weekend. Um, yes. And it's just, it just sucks to kind of have to, you know, walk into a game and and pray, hope that it doesn't come down to some final call, to a judgment call, to uh, a guy making a mistake. Like, and that that would be one thing if if Brad Allen was like, yeah, I just didn't hear, I didn't hear so because the I, I did see that the Lions were kind of trying to intentionally. I would say deceive, but like they yeah. they walked multiple guys up to the ref, and only one, I think only one of them reported as eligible. But yeah, they, it was, and it was the guy that it was Penny Sewell reported and, uh, as eligible, but the other guy reported Decker, yeah. as eligible. Yeah, yeah. Whoever caught the Decker caught the pass, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sewell reported eligible like two or three times before that in the game, and then they switched it up and went Decker. Yeah on the last one yeah but they sent two guys out there so there's like they sent two guys out there intentionally to kind of mess with the defense a little bit but i mean look if, if brad allen just been like yeah i made a mistake like he he did report as eligible and i just didn't hear him or something or i you know something like that like it'd yeah. be much easier to swallow and that helps you kind of believe that they don't they're not, they're not just putting their head in the sand and they're not just kind of ignoring when things go wrong when there's an obvious mistake uh like I would appreciate that more than just kind of doubling down and saying no, I actually did everything right, and it's it was the team who's actually wrong. It's just it's concerning. It's concerning because officiating has been something that we just can't stop talking about. Like the NFL yes. just can't kind of seem to get out of their own way with with talking about officiating and 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 all that stuff. So um, if it just hasn't been solved now, it, and it doesn't seem like they have uh, any kind of incentive or or belief that they need to solve a problem and. That's just concerning, especially when, you know, if you're a team whose season is literally on the line going into this game that he's officiating, it doesn't doesn't feel good. 
No, no, it definitely cannot feel good. I, I look at the Steelers are not going to run out there and call some trick plays, and hopefully this game is decided well before the fourth quarter, so you don't have to worry about it. Still, like a point, it's a good example, and I'm glad that it got brought into our world because this the NFL does have an officiating problem. They've had an officiating problem for a long time. There is no fix outside of hiring full time refs and being able to develop them. I think we've hit that point. There is no because, like, what are you gonna? What are you taking away? That's my big thing. Is like everybody wants to say, oh, find the refs. These refs have side jobs. Like they're they're a teacher Monday through Friday, and then they show up on Sunday and they referee a game. Like they, you're not finding these. It's like, hey, give me a grand. Like, whoa, all right, I got a I got a family to feed, pal. You know, you can't right. just be taking money away from me like that. You got to hire them full. It's got to be full time refs at that point. Then you could make that. Then punishments and penalties actually exist. You can't, you know, like you can't show up to a part time job. And be like, oh, well, you know, I did it as well as a part-timer does something. And you'd be like, all right, yeah, that's true. That's a good argument, actually. Good good job. <laughs> you know, you can't, like, there's just, it's got to be full-time refs or nothing. Would you rather a a controversial referee crew ref the Steelers game or ref the Buffalo-Miami game on Sunday night if you're a Steelers yeah, fan? Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, like, if you're the league, you're... I think you also can kind of look at the scenario the Steelers and Ravens are in. Like, the Ravens might not play everyone. So, yeah. like, this should, like you said, kind of be, in theory, a game that the Steelers are able to decide before the fourth quarter, before, you know, a controversial call really has the power to take over a game. Uh, so, I think if you're looking at it from that angle, like, this should be the game, probably the Brad Allen. I mean, but also, like, don't the Panthers play this week? Like, can't someone yeah. who's, like, not playing for anything, can't they... Can't they get Brad Allen? I don't yeah, know. There's definitely worse games than just, hey, this guy, this game shouldn't decide anything. You want to know what's not going to decide anything? The, you know, Panthers Denver game or, or even the even the Denver Vegas game, which right. could decide a playoff. But still, you know, it, it unlikely, though, right? Yeah, like, a lot's going to have to happen. The Steelers right. got to lose. And I think Jacksonville's got to lose. And then Denver's got to win if that scenario to play itself out. But there are worse games to ref than. The Steelers games, I agree. I don't, I don't look at the referee thing in the NFL is crazy, but the Steelers, they got hit with it this week and they're just going to, if you ask Mike Tomlin, his response would be, we do not care. So yeah, that would well, be, yeah. that he doesn't want to get fined either. That's... No, nobody wants to get fined, especially talking about the refs, but they go off. I can only imagine what that locker room is uh, in Baltimore. That being said, shouldn't be a close game. So hopefully let's move on to the other part of the Pit- the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens week 18 matchup. Lamar Jackson, all the starters, everybody's talking about it. John Harbaugh said he will not announce who's going to play until today after practice. So we won't learn who this, the Ravens starting quarterback is. There's no chance it's Lamar Jackson, right? Like there's no there's no way if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you're rolling Lamar out there for a pointless game and saying, hey, pal, remember the last time you got hurt before the playoffs? Oh, or what about the time before that that you got hurt before the playoffs? There's just no chance that he plays, right? Yeah, there yeah, there shouldn't be. Um I, I can't think of an argument why you would want him to play. Uh I remember seeing John Harbaugh say after the game that he was like, We're gonna have a conversation about Lamar. I know he wants yeah. to play. And it's like what, what conversation are you having, man? The conversation is Lamar, you're not playing. Like yes. this is this is ridiculous. Um so yeah, they I I do wonder kind of how many starters they're actually able to sit, you know? Like mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson certainly not gonna play. Probably not like OBJ, and I no, think I no saw Zay Flowers. OBJ is going to play. Dude's like yeah, 37. 
Yeah, and I saw Zay Flowers was hurt. He didn't practice at least yesterday, maybe. Yeah. Um So, I, I just, but I do wonder, like, how many of those guys you're going to be actually able to sit because you know you can only call up so many practice squad guys. You can only make so many guys available other than who you already have on the roster. So, um, they're going to face some regulars. I feel like, especially on defense, they're going to face a lot of those those same starters, especially compared to the offense. But yeah, um, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens have literally nothing to play for. Like there's, there's no reason to do this. And especially when you can give your guys two weeks off, you know, like at this point in the season, like that is such a huge advantage uh, going into, you know, for a team that has a buy. So yeah, absolutely no reason for the Ravens to play their starters and, and the Steelers should be able to feast off of that. Yeah. There's an, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not somebody who believes in the rust. I'm not somebody who's like, Oh, you gotta, if you, what, if you sit them for two weeks, man, they might stink in the divisional if they stink in the divisional round you shouldn't have been there like that's you know you just played right, and, 17 games you're ready to go right, right. and t- oh, two weeks off is really gonna really gonna mess with you and this is a team that wants to win the super bowl yeah like, exactly mm, yeah that's, you're gonna get a week off and like you literally have to play one game and then you get a week off anyways and a week off filled with as much confusion and distractions as you could possibly throw at somebody that's what's gonna happen like now now, yeah, I don't. I'm not somebody who believes in that. I don't think John Harbaugh is somebody who believes in that. If I'm the Baltimore Ravens, my only priority is to keep Lamar Jackson and everybody else who is a key proponent to making the Super Bowl run healthy going into the postseason. In my opinion, that should include OBJ. It should include probably Gus Edwards at this point. Yeah. It should definitely include Lamar. Hundred percent include Lamar. It should look, include uh, Zay Flowers. Should include as many offensive linemen as I could get out there, but you know that one's the toughest part because you only right. do have so many backups. It would include Roquan Smith. There's no chance Roquan Smith is going out there. Uh, it would also include Marlon Humphrey. Kyle, yeah, I mean uh, Kyle Hamilton is also had and injury Kyle concerns. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, and yeah, he's been banged up. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. uh, if it's me, it is. What is my list of who means the most to this team? How many of them could we get off the field? And I think that should help for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, Tyler Huntley's good. He had a perfect passer rating. He threw one pass, one pass against the Miami Dolphins. I Look, at Snoop Huntley, he might be a pro bowler. He does not. <laughs> yep. does not concern me. Yeah, Kenny Pickett can't say that, can he? No, no he cannot. No, he cannot. Can I still remember off. sitting in. I was, like I was saying before we got on here, I was planning the, the senior bowl trip, and I still remember sitting in that Airbnb going, did Tyler Huntley just make the Pro Bowl over Kenny Pickett, and and it happened? I think I wrote that story. Yeah, I think I wrote about that. You did. That was you did? Yeah. Crazy times. But Pro Bowl Kenny Pickett can't say it, and he's not going to say it this year. But I'm not concerned about Tyler Huntley, and I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers should be. And if Mason Rudolph plays as well as he did, this should be the easiest win that the Pittsburgh Steelers get of their last three. Not worried about Lamar. If you're somebody who is, wait until this afternoon, and then you'll get some. You'll you'll be like, oh, okay, cool. He's not playing. Awesome. Sounds good. With that being said, we'll have plenty more updates as we approach week 18 and Saturday's kickoff come Friday on the next episode of All Steelers Talk. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk, or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. As always, check out all of our work at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. Like I said, we'll be back on Friday with all the updates on who's playing and our keys to victory. Until then, enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.